Today, I just wanted to share with you real quick as we begin to head toward Christmas. We head toward uh, our next breakfast will be December 8th. And if you were here last year in December, we took what we called a Christmas star offering during that particular breakfast. And uh, I'll talk about it a little bit in the end, too. But it was just an opportunity to bless a, a single mom in our, in our congregation with uh, an over and above giving just to, just to go and, and give it to her and just say, you know what, get ahead in your rent. You know, get ahead in your utilities, get your kids something for Christmas. Whatever you feel to do with this, the men of victory just wanted to bless you. So I'll talk about that a little bit in the end. But the, the, the message that I have today is not much different than the message that we've shared in here for, for a long time. We, we need to be making a difference. And really, truly, I'm looking at, at people who make a difference. Uh, you make a difference in your homes. You make a difference in your jobs. You make a difference in the community. You make a difference in this church. Uh, in the men's ministry, in all the other things, all the other areas. So I'm, I'm preaching to the choir here today, so just be encouraged. The, the vision for advance for the men's, the men's ministry here at Victory is, is to advance. It's a it's movement of men influencing their homes, church, and community through excellence, integrity, and generosity. But influencing those places, homes, church, and community. And, and, I, and I believe that's really truly who, who we are in this, in this church and in this group of men. It looks around and, you know, there are a bunch of people who aren't here today who usually are and things are going on and, and it's a, a busy month for people on Saturday. But in the, last, in the last six, eight months, we've talked about vision. We've talked about being, being a man of, of vision, great vision, being able to see. We had five people share on vision in January. In March, we had five people share on influence, being a man of influence. Influence just doesn't mean that you have what it takes to get the job done. If you want to look at it this way, influence truly is knowing the people who have what it takes to get it done. And that's as we move toward filling this container, what we've found is people have begun to reach out past their home, reach out past themselves. You know, we did a little bit in putt-putt as we went through there, but as we've got to this container, you know, people have said, hold on, man, I've got some, I've got some people that I know that, that want to be a part of this that want to give. Can they do that? Yes. That's influence. That's making a difference. You don't have to be the person who does that. You may know the people who can. And that's the word that God has given me, you know, as we started in January about influence. And then we moved through perseverance in May. Pastor Stanley shared and some others about continuing to fight through. And then we went through the container project. Caleb shared in August about leadership. That's who we are. And in our lives, you know, Jesus, he, he, he was somebody who came into this earth to make a difference. That was his sole purpose. He didn't come here to, to share propaganda. He didn't come here necessarily to, to share the word because the word was, was the New Testament side that we know wasn't written. You know, he knew the Old Testament and they were living the law and going through those things. So he didn't necessarily come to teach everybody that because the things that he came and the things that he taught, those principles lied in the Old Testament in the law somewhere, but the things that he talked about weren't even written yet. He came to make a difference. First and foremost, he came to make a difference in our lives that we might be able to be born again. That he came to sacrifice himself to live on this earth in a place that I'm sure in his natural flesh was nowhere near where he was in heaven. I hope so. I hope not. <laughs> I mean, I hope, it's, I hope it's better, you know, as we go to the next place. But he came here anyway to make a difference. Everywhere he went, he was the one who was reaching out and making a difference. People were trying to get a hold of him. Everywhere he went, they fought, the crowds followed him. Why? Because he made a difference in their lives. 
And in your life, you may think, you know what, influence isn't that, I'm not really influencing a lot of people. Well, maybe it's because you're not making a difference in a lot of people's lives. I found in my life, I have more influence the more I serve. I I want to have more influence so people can serve me. (laughs) You know, and that's, that's, I I like that because I can get, so I can get more done that way. But what I found in my life is the places that I have the most influence are the places where I've sacrificed and served the most. And if you want to have influence in your community and in your home and in the church, then you continue to pour yourself out in those places, and then you become that person, that man of influence. But Jesus was like that. You know, the lady with the issue of blood, she sought him out. She wanted to find him. Why? Because she was in a place where she could not make it. She was going to die. And she knew that Jesus would make the difference. Blind Bartimaeus cried out where he was on the road. Why? Because he was blind and he couldn't see and he, needed, he wanted to see. And he knew his hope, his answer was in this guy called Jesus. And if he could get his attention, he knew Jesus would make a difference. It didn't matter what the situation, the boys who were carrying their friend on the bed, they tore the roof off the house to get their boy down, in the, get him down there. Why? Because he was sick and he was going to die. And Jesus, Jesus was in that building and he, he needed, they needed him to make a difference. And so Jesus, that's what he came to do, was to do that. He came to die on the cross for us so that we could live, so that we could have ultimately eternal life with him, so that we could be part of his family, have relationship, to provide the way, because there wasn't one that existed. If he didn't come and make that difference in the world, didn't make that difference spiritually for us, where would we be? If you don't make that difference that he's put you in this earth, if every day we don't go out there with that idea of, I can make somebody's day today. I can, I can make some, it doesn't matter who it, maybe it's your son that day, maybe it's a neighbor the next, maybe it's somebody at the grocery store one day or, the, or the, getting your oil changed. Whatever that thing is, you can make a difference in somebody's life. And sometimes it's as easy for us to just smile and say hi. Pat them on the back and say, man, good job. Rare, you know, when I, when I leave, I got an oil change, you know, and I didn't even like, I didn't even take time to tell the guy like, hey, man, I really appreciate it. I mean, I paid 62 bucks for you to do this. <laughs> and I didn't even get the sticker in my window, so I could be, you know, it's like, come on. I didn't even take the time to just reach out, pedal, and say, man, I really appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Thanks for what you do, even though I paid for it. Am I, am I appreciative of what, what he did for me? Because you never know what that guy's going through, and you saying, you know what, man? I really appreciate what you're doing. I appreciate the job you did. Thanks for taking care of my car. Well, they just, they just want to put an air filter in there because there's more money, you know. And No, just, thanks for doing what you do, man. I really appreciate it. Who knows, that dude was get, maybe getting ready to quit that day and go his own way and say, this is stupid, I'm just going to pack it up. You can make that kind of difference in somebody's life. And people are looking for that. People need that, just like we need that in our life. Where would we be today if, without the difference makers, without the people who reached out, who took that time and who did that? Now, again, I'm preaching to the choir because you guys are the ones who are who are doing it. You're rocking it out and you're doing all of these things. But Jesus also passed along that duty to serve to us. It wasn't just a one-time thing. It wasn't something that he came. He came to be our example. And when we get born again, and as we begin to learn the word and begin to get all those things turning on the inside of us, what are we trying to become? More like Paul or more like John or more like Moses or Abraham? Really, truly, we're trying to become more like Jesus. And he was a difference maker. And he said, the things that I do, you will do also. And even greater things than these you will do. And with Jesus, he always had the right word. He always had the right thing. We think, man, if we could just be like him. Well, we can. We can. But we've got to be aware. 
We've got to be open. We've got to be looking out and paying attention. And it's kind of my mantra. It's the thing that I talk about. It's the thing that I'm about because that, that, that's what God has put on the inside of me, and that's who, that's who I am. And so I continue to pour out this message of making a difference and being the right person in the right spot at the right time with the right word and, and reaching out and, make, and, and bringing people along in Christ. That's what we do. That's who we are. That's what we're supposed to be about. But you're a difference maker. You have to believe that you're a difference maker. You have to believe that, that you are put in this earth for a purpose and that even if it's just for the people in your household, fantastic. It's not. I mean, it's for outside those four walls and outside those doors, but it starts there. It starts in your home. If you look around and the climate of your home isn't what you think it needs to be, if the attitude of your home isn't what you, you think it should be, begin to look at yourself. I tend to look at my kids and say it's because of them. <laughs> or I say it's because of my wife or my Whatever the situation, see, I begin to say, you know what, if that could just be fixed, if that could just be fixed, if that could just be fixed, then I know this attitude and this climate would change. Well, I have to take responsibility for those actions as the man in my home, and I have to begin to go down that path in prayer and in confession and in my own attitude and in my own act of service and in my own, see, as I go that direction. We're going to talk over these next few weeks, you know, and the first message that we'll talk about, it'll be uh, the 16th of October as we talk about relationships and marriage and, and things like that, will we'll be about the difference between des- desires in your life and expectations. Desires are great. God gives them to you. Expectations are tough and you'll be disappointed. And that's, that's a real problem in relationships, in marriage, and with your children and with people outside of your home, that we take our desires and we move them into the expectation. I don't want to go there because I'll do the whole thing and then you won't want to come on that Sunday. So, but there, there'll be four or five weeks there that we talk about that. But, you know, it does, it does start with, it does starts with your wife serving her. It starts with your children serving them. You know, it, it, the, more, the more I serve the ones who live with me, the more I serve the ones who are around me, right, the more influence I gain. My son listens to the things that I say. He asks my opinion. He, he wants to know what, what I feel like he should do. He wants to run his ideas by me. I mean, he literally wants to sit down and say, hey, you know what, this is going on in my life. What do you think I should do? He'll sit down with me and say, you know what, I really feel like I'm supposed to do this. Does that sound right? And he's 22. And he's been doing it since he was about 18. But I, I, I made it a purpose since he was 12 years old to, to serve that kid, even when I didn't want to, <laughs> even when I didn't think he deserved it. But to pour my life into him, not just serve him by doing things for him. I wasn't bringing him cereal every day. But I was praying for him, and I was speaking into his life, and I was picking him up when his car broke down, and I was doing this over here, and I was, everything that he needed, I was, always being, I was, I was there for him. And I was always encouraging him. When he made mistakes, I built him up. Didn't beat him down, I built him up. If he had, if there was discipline that needed to be taken care of, which was rare because really, truly, it's not that he didn't make mistakes. He knew he made a mistake and there was, there was more problems in himself and in his own heart than what I could, could fathom to do. But as, as I began to serve him, see, I began to gain influence in his life. So now he comes and he asks. If I ask him to do something, he's there. I mean, it is, it is it, it's, uh, you know, would, it's just crazy. Can, can you do this for the church? Yep. What time do you need me to be there? I'll go get it. I'll do it. 
I mean, it's just like that. He's like that with his grandfather and his grandma, not because they were the pastors of the church for a long time, not because they were his grandparents, but because they served him. They laid down their life for him. And now he will do anything in his power, really, for, for us. Whatever, whatever we need, whatever God speaks and shows and tells, he, he, he's right there. He's right there with his money. He's right there with his time. He's right there with his gifts. He's available. If you will serve the people in your, in your sphere of influence, if you'll serve the people at work, if you'll serve your family, if you'll serve the people in the community, if you'll serve the people in this church, if you'll begin to serve, begin to pour yourself out, you'll find yourself in influential places. I had no business in my life, really, truly, as a golf coach uh, to have a whole lot of voice. You know, our girls were, were in this area. We weren't bad, and we did okay. But I'm sitting at tables when we go down to our conference meet with the guy who just won two straight championships. And they, they, they're asking me what we should do. They're, they want to know my opinion on things. And I'm thinking, you know who this, this guy just won two state championships. This guy just won the boys' championship last year. Why, why do you care about me? Well, I spent my whole life encouraging all of these people. I mean, I spent all of those years pouring into their lives, even though they were the enemy. And I didn't necessarily pour into their life that moment, but somewhere in that sphere, I poured into their life. But it, it, it pays dividends in your life. Because then, then you gain influence in people's lives. And he said, well, I don't have any influence. Serve people. That's what Jesus did. He came to serve. And you guys are all servants, and you all do that. Whether it be the workplace, whether it be community, whether it be church, your endeavors, the programs that you work. You guys are working on the apples over there at LCS. That, that is a place where you build influence because you're serving the people who go to that school. You're serving the community as you make these pies and do those things. But you're making a world better for somebody else. And that's what it's all about. I mean, it really, truly is. We, we, have, to, we have to realize that, that as, as, as men, our job really, truly isn't to satisfy our own self. It, it's to satisfy others. And in your life, it's the most bizarre thing. But if you will work on satisfying the lives of the people who are around you, your life will never be more satisfied. We think, I won't have time. I'll, I'll run out of cash. Uh, I'll run out of, I don't have the wisdom, I don't have the words to say, I don't know what I, I don't even know what I would do. Show up. That's the way it is parenting. <laughs> do you ever go in knowing what you're going to do? I mean, do you, do you enter into parenting? We think we do. That changes day two. You know, day one seems all right because you're in the hospital. Everything's good and there's a nurse there. But then when you finally go home, all the things you thought about, about being a father and about parenting, I, I, you realize I am completely and woefully underprepared. But what do you do every day? You show up every day. You know, you stand there and you're trying to figure out how the diaper works. And nobody else is around, you know, and it just doesn't go right. But you, finally, you get, you get it done. You just make a difference where you can. You change, you change one life at a time, one day at a time, one thing at a time. And that's, that's my thing, you know, doing what you can with what you have. I said it last year. I've said it this, this year a bunch of times. That, I mean, that, that is the word that God has put in my heart. That is what he challenges me with. I know you can't do it all. But what can you do with what I've given you? You know, if, 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 if there's something in my hands, he, he asks something of me. And it's will I do what I can with what I have? You know, one lunch fed 5,000 people. The oil and the cake that the widow made for the prophet fed him, but it also gives substance to her house. 
She had sustenance until that time was, was finished because she gave of what she had. You know, and will we let him use us with what, with what we have? You know, with our talent, with our gift, with our time, with our money, with all of those things. And again, preaching to the choir. When you guys are involved and you're doing these things. But continuing to pay that thing a little bit forward like that movie. Continuing to pour that thing in. And what happens is you'll realize that the people who are around you become that. Your children become givers. You know, I see a lot of the kids and they're always giving and they're always pouring things in. And I was, excuse me, talking to Heather Harbolt and, and they, they pour their life into this church and, and things that they do. And, and uh, she's got a little, one of the little twins, man. He, he, she said, yeah, he can't keep any money. I said, oh, what you getting, buddy? He knows I give it to the church. I give it to the orphans. I give it to the whatever. He's constantly, whatever he gets, he gives it. And they're trying to instill in him 10%. You know, trying to realize that this is the tithe on what you got. You know, it's not all $10, it's a dollar. And she says, he goes, I know, but I want to give the whole 10. And I said, hey, hey, that's just, they're, they're just becoming you. They see that's the way you are. You could go this far, but you go the whole way. See, Jesus could have gone this far, but he went the whole way. And they see that in your life. And not that you have to give away your whole 10 bucks. But, but, but he's, he, in his heart, he's mimicking what he sees from his parents. Rachel was like that. And I told her this story. I said, don't, don't worry about it. I, I, that bothered me for a long time with Rach. Daniel's very physically responsible, and he understands things, and he gives when God says give. Rachel, she just gives. Like, it makes me nervous. Like, when she gets a lot of money for her birthday or Christmas or whatever, I'm always like, I have to keep an eye on it. Why? Because she'll give it all away. Well, that a, that's not a problem. But it seemed to be a problem to me. You know, but they're just mimicking what they see in the people who are around them and who are serving them. And we think this, and I, I think this a lot, too. If you're going to use what you have and you're going to allow God to, to use you in those areas and, and you want to do what you can with what you have, you have to get past the, the idea and the thought that you're going to be able to help everybody. But you're the pastor. You, you should want. Yeah, we want to help everybody. But really, truly, I mean, think about it. Can we help everybody? I mean, can, can you in your life, I mean, can you, can you seriously help everybody? But who, what can you do for one? How can you help this one? And Andy Stanley is a pastor that I follow, and I, I read his books and listen to the things that he says. And he, he said this a couple of years, it was two, three years ago, that, that I heard him say this. And he says it periodically, but it, it becomes kind of what they do in that church down there. And it's called Buckhead Church, and he's got a whole bunch of different churches. I guess there's more than one. It's, it's Ele- What's the name of that church? It's not Buckhead. It's North Point. And he has, he has five things he has he has 20 to 25,000 adults that come to his five churches um, in Atlanta uh, every Sunday and, and Saturday and Sunday so he that that's his that's his adult attendance for those particular things and and he's becoming a he's becoming a, a the 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 my age our age you know that 40 40 to 50 age leadership guy John Maxwell was in the last generation this kid is one that people look to his dad is Charles Stanley he was a a Southern Baptist uh, pastor and still is uh, for all these years down there but 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 he has this and he he has this on a sign this is something that he tries to do and he says it's difficult when you're a leader when you're a servant because you want to do this you want to do it for everybody but you can't and he said don't let that stop you from doing something for the one you can that in your life there are lots of opportunities where you can do it for him now you wouldn't be able to do it for everybody but i could do it for i could do it for this guy i could do it for this person i could do it for this cause and we don't, we don't necessarily in this church do that all the time. 
because we do send a lot of funds to a lot of different places. We don't hear about them all the time, but through benevolence, our benevolence giving, helping the poor and people who are behind on bills and those kind of situations, need food, need gas, need those things, we do that all week long. We've got a budget set up for that, and we go over the budget all the time. People need help. You know, we have areas all over the world that we plant seed in and that we pour finances to, Caleb and Sarah in Southeast Asia and, and a bunch of other ones. There's a couple of them in Mexico. We've got, them, we've got them all over the place that we pour little amounts into each month, just continuing to plant and sow and be partners with these people because we feel like that's what God has showed us to do. But really, truly, the bulk of our, of our missions giving and our efforts in this church, and not necessarily from the church, but from the people who are in the church, really pours into, at this moment, Sudan. Because we're making a great difference there. Making a huge difference in that place. And in your life, you can, you can make that kind of difference. It might not be for 50 people. It might not be for 10 causes, but it might be for one. It might be for that guy down the street. You know, you can make a difference. And what you can do for one, do what you can for one, what you wish you could do for everybody. And what you'll find, and this is true, what you find is God begins to increase you in those areas, and now it's two. And now maybe it is three. But that we do for one what we wish we could do for everybody. Because the enemy will tell you every time, they all can't be helped, why help them? Why help one if you can't help everybody? What you have won't be enough. Well, let God take what you have, and he's the one who makes it enough. And really, truly, I just want to, you know, just, just some keys, some ideas. First, you have to recognize that you're a difference maker that you can do it. Shake off the stuff that says, I, I can't make a difference. Yes, you can. God didn't put you in this earth just to be an also-ran. He put you in this earth to make a difference. He didn't put any of us here just to suffer through our, our 80 years and then go to be with him. He put us on this earth so that we can live our life to the fullest so that we can make a difference in the lives of the people who are around us. Be a man of compassion because compassion is that thing that stirs up on the inside of you that says, I want to help. It said Jesus was full of compassion. It said his heart was moved with compassion. And out of that movement of his heart with with compassion, he acted. So be a man of compassion and then act on. Act on that compassion. Be a man of action. When that wells up on the inside of you, act on it. Because in, in, when, you, when you read and go through the New Testament, Jesus, his heart was moved with compassion, and he healed them. He touched them. And there was a power transfer that went from compassion through action to them. He didn't have any ability in himself as a human being, just like you and I do, to touch somebody and to heal them. But through that welling up in his heart of compassion and the action of stretching out his hands, the power of the Holy Spirit flowed through his life into that person, and that healed them. I think sometimes we think it was because he was Jesus, but it says in the word, he was a man like you and I. It says he was flesh. Now, he was a little, he didn't make any mistakes. But it was the power of the Holy Spirit alive on the inside of him that was that what came through the action that made the difference in that person's life, just like it is for you and for me. That's why he said, look, I've got to go away so I can send you what? I can send you the Holy Spirit. That I can, I can implant the Holy Ghost in your life, the power See, we know him, we're part of his family, but then he infills us with his power. And then it's that power in our lives that allows us to make a difference. It's not us, it's him through us. So really, truly, I just want to encourage you to be a difference maker everywhere you go. 
Like when I show up at your place of work, if I showed up, they say, man, you know what? We cannot go on without this guy. You know, we, we, you know I, I meet people who know you, and they say, like, man, this guy, this is everything. And this is, that's what I hear. When I go places and I, I tell people where, I, where I'm a pastor or whatever, and they say, oh, I know somebody that goes to your church. And most of the time, the thing that follows that is, man, they're fantastic folks. Them, him, your, his family, they, I mean, they just do everything for it. Yeah. I go, wow, yeah, that's good stuff. That's important because people are watching you. They know who you are. They know what's going on. And you may be, just like we always say, the only Jesus that people ever see. Will you do with what you have what you can? You know, I start thinking about, boy, you know what? It's, it's almost impossible when you, when you wake up sometimes and you're, you're so far behind the eight ball physically in your body. You know, and I've gone so, so from one direction to one direction so, so much. It becomes, it becomes like I, there's no reason to even go any further because I can't do anything about it. But today I can do something. And tomorrow I can do something. And the next day I can do something. And if I do what I can with what I have, whether it be time, efforts, whatever, in my own body, I, I, eat, I eat as best I can. I, I exercise the best I can today. Eventually those things will make a difference in me. And it's no different in your life with the people who are around you. So I wanted to play this quick video real quick. And this just gets us encouraged for the December 10th breakfast as we get ready to, to go into our Christmas star offering. We're praying, you know, we're, we're believing, and, and I've got people, you know, that, that are here that, that work with a lot of folks, and, and we pray, and we kind of find out uh, what, what God is leading us, how he's leading us, who he's leading us to to help, and, um, and then what we do as men, really, truly, is, is in our lives over the next whatever days, you know, it's about 60 days, it's two months, really, as we get to December 10th, you know, through that time... Corey will begin to send some emails and some ideas and some thoughts. Maybe you don't go to Starbucks, you know, every day. We go every other day. Or maybe we don't go to the gas station and get some coffee that day. We thank that money and we put it in a jar somewhere. And then when we get to December 10th, this is just above and extra and, and something that I did or you did. We sacrificed. I didn't go to lunch every week, you know. I just I took that lunch money and I put it aside. Because we want to make a difference someplace. We want to make a big difference in somebody's life. Won't be able to do it to everybody, but we can help one. So this is our starfish thing. We talked about it last year. I think you got it up there, John. John, can you play that real quick? Uh, the, th- the thing that I really like about that is, is that one person was doing it and another person down the line caught on and did it. And uh, last year we raised between, I think, 11 and 1,200 bucks or something. I can't remember what it was, but it was, it was 1,200 bucks. Um, you know, just from a handful of guys like, like you and me who said, you know, we want to make a difference somewhere. And... Uh, I got to go over there with Elizabeth, you know, to that person's house and knock on the door and just say hello and uh, let them know that the men of victory wanted to bless them this this Christmas and, and give them this. Uh, and, you know, it's it's I, I get to reap the benefit because I get to see the, the joy and the happiness and the love. And, uh, you know, just to, to tell you that it was car broke down, didn't have any money, couldn't make it, wasn't going to make it through the week, didn't know how, had actually told God on Wednesday night, that night in the service, I, I, God, you've got to do something. I, I don't know how I'm going to make it. was planting seed, but just, it really was behind the eight ball, and, and God showed up that day on their door, and you guys made that kind of difference. You never know what that will do and how that will change somebody's heart. That person's life will never be the same. Pastor Bill always shares a story about a lady who we helped here for years. 
came in all the time and needed help, needed assistance, was going through some hard times, and, and every time she needed that help, you know, she was part of our body. You know, we, we, we helped, we did what we could to, to help her get to those places and get to those points, and, you know, she always said, I, I really want to pay, I'll pay you back. I'm going to pay you back, you know, and we always let her know that, you know what, we, we love you, and you don't, you know, you don't have to do that. This is just God blessing you for where you are and, and all those things, and and uh, really, truly, one day she she showed up and put like a I can't even remember, like sixteen thousand dollar check or something on Pastor Bill's desk and said, "Here, I want to plant this uh, in the church." And uh, you know, he said, "You never know, you know, as you begin to plant into people's lives, what that'll do in them to be to be planters of their life into somebody else." So I would just encourage you as we go, be a difference maker, make a difference everywhere that you go. You're doing it, just keep it up. Do it in your house with your kids, with your wife. Make a difference there, but make a difference outside those walls too. And then just prepare your hearts. Ask God, pray, see what he would have you do. Corey will introduce it a little bit more with an email in the next couple of weeks and, and give you some more ideas and some things and thoughts. But, you know, just tuck that dollar away that you were going to spend on the newspaper or you are going to spend on coffee and, you know, who that's 20 bucks, 30 bucks, you know, 50 bucks that you've saved over those. And then you can bring that on December 10th and we'll plant that uh, into that offering. And then we'll get that to the people who, who God puts in our heart to, to share that with. Amen. Corey's going to come finish up for us and pray. Well, Father, we thank you for this word. We thank you for Pastor John for the difference that he makes in this body. We pray for him. And uh, as a group of men, we've got his back. We thank you for the anointing on his life to lead this congregation and to hear from you and to then have the vision to uh, train and raise up the leaders that will carry the vision. So we pray for him. We thank you for this word today. And every time, Lord, that we hear your word and our hearts are tender before you, these are divine intersections in our life where our willingness and your ability meet. And divine intersections are supernatural events in time that you've ordained, that you've planned long before, and they're opportunities for us to just launch um, into the next level that you have for our lives. So we pray today that this word that you've given to us would, would find root in our tender hearts and in, in our willingness and obedience to, to take even just to take a small step forward and say, today I'm a difference maker, and today I'm going to find somewhere that I can be a difference. Lord, I thank you, as Pastor John said, I thank you that all of us are encouraged that we are difference makers. There is no excuse. There is not a single person in this room that you have not called to be a leader that you have not given the anointing and made the anointing available to lead and to make a difference. And, Lord, as we make a difference in some in very small ways and in growing and others in profound ways, thank you for the influence that you will cause us to walk in and the ability to not only reach more people but also to draw on the anointing and the provision from heaven to be able to back up that compassion and to make a difference in this world. So we thank you for that. We ask you to bless us as we go forth. We thank you for covering our families we thank you that finances are in the house. We thank you that health is in the house. We thank you that we have the mind of Christ, that we have uh, an esteem that's not rooted in ourself, but it's a God esteem. It's an esteem that says, I am a child of the king, and all of heaven's provision is available to me if I will seek first the kingdom of God. And we thank you for these things. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.